Welcome to the Holes of Mark show. And today I am talking to Kaz Rooney, who is a Scottish paranormal investigator and researcher living in South Yorkshire. Kaz has always believed in the spirit from an early age and has been investigating on and off since a, te- since a teenager. She's a hedge witch and has a strong spiritual belief. In the past year, she has started presenting her own radio show, The Special Zone, giving her the opportunity to discuss and explore with many interesting people investigation techniques, beliefs, sites, research and cultural beliefs in the paranormal. She has investigated many places, but is probably most well known for spending three, four days in 30 East Drive in August 2017. And I'm going to say, hi, Kaz. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Now, can you explain to the listeners what a hedge witch is? A hedge witch? Um, <laughs> I have a really strong pull to nature. I'm most happy usually when I'm in my garden or in... Uh, I'm not a big fan of forests. I do have to admit, uh, but I like to grow stuff and cultivate stuff and be working with nature. Um, but I have a very strong spiritual belief as well. So I kind of do both. So that's what a hair twitch is. Now, once you've been investigating, have you ever been to a place or uh, come across a ghost that you've been scared by? Actually, it wasn't even investigating. It was um, back in 1998. Uh, my first husband was in the armed forces and we got sent to Northern Ireland, which was great. I love Northern Ireland. The house, however, we only stayed in that house five months. Um, three weeks after we got there, I gave birth to our son, second child and we had Caitlin who was four and a half at the time and Caitlin kept screaming about this man coming out of the attic now the, the loft hatch was in her bedroom but four and a half years old we put it down to new house and kind of scared and not used to it And but then my husband started complaining about he was getting pushed when he was going downstairs now, he does have big feet, to be fair, so I did blame his big feet. But then one day when Caitlin and David weren't in the house, it was just myself and the baby. Um, he was about three, three and a half weeks old. I was upstairs, I'd been changing beds and things, and when we were walking downstairs and I'm carrying the baby, somebody pushed me hard from behind. And luckily I just caught the banister and no more to stop me from falling. Um, but that house is pretty scary, and we moved out of it quite quickly after that. <laughs> um, do, do you? What do you think a spirit is? I think a spirit is the soul and the essence of someone who has lived on Earth. Do you think like? We are. They. They. But when we 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 have um re- unresolved issues, th- do you think that's why they stay behind? I think. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Um, if you look, if you look into past cases, there has been issues with me. me say maybe souls who have passed through trauma through some sort of catastrophe and those places seem to attract, they seem to have activity. So I would say yes, if you have unresolved issues, they do tend to linger, to be fair. Now, you may know or may not know my story that I had a near-death experience myself. Mm-hmm. And... I seriously believe that I was visited by a guardian angel or spirit guide. Yeah. And I know some people would say to me, oh, yes, it's your brain playing tricks. And I, I know all the scientific evidence out there because I've studied it. But yeah. I would argue to Kingdom Come that 
I'm sorry. It was someone there that spoke to me. I would believe you. Um, it isn't something I've actually publicly discussed before, but I had a pretty hair raising experience um, back in the year 2000. Um, I had fallen pregnant um, and we found out it six and a half weeks, I'd miscarried the baby. So I went into hospital as you do for a procedure to make sure everything was clear. Um, but I kept insisting I was pregnant. The hospital wouldn't believe me. Um, three weeks later, I collapsed at two o'clock in the morning and I was still pregnant, but it was an ectopic pregnancy. I'd been pregnant with twins. They still did not pick that up. And we left Northern Ireland on the ferry that day at 12 o'clock by the time we got on the ferry, I collapsed and I woke up four days later um, in a hospital in Dumfries in Scotland. Um, but I remember thinking in the car going to the going to Lang to get the ferry to Scotland. If I was if I'm going to pass, my granny would be here with me. My granny isn't here, so I'm okay. So I knew everything would be okay. Um, but it was pretty hair raising. I didn't come to for four days after that. Well, I, 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 sort of, I believe that when I was in my coma, I honestly believe I was not in the real world or the next realm. That's why I like to call myself Ghost Man, because basically I was a ghost, because yeah. I didn't exist. I wasn't here. You were stuck between both? Both worlds, yeah. Yeah. But there's that pull, isn't there, Mark, to stay with your loved ones here? Yes, I think we've all been, anybody who's had a near-death experience, we've all touched what that spiritual world, just a glimpse, not a full yeah. glimpse, but a, like a, like, like we put, put a fingertip up and we, yeah. like, oh. I can honestly say, um, on the ferry, I remember saying to one of the cabin crew, uh, because they were announcing over the tannoy, we got on the ferry, my husband's got out of the car, now we have Caitlin and we have Warren, who by then is about just over 18 months, and we had Melody. He's about two, we had Melody, Melody was just a baby, she was in the car seat. My husband removed the car seat, and as I've got out of the car, I must have thought, I'm going to fall. So I went to grab the first thing, which was him holding the car seat. Uh, I remember vaguely on the ferry being aware of two nurses taking care of me. They had been passengers on the ferry. Um, by the time we got to Stranraer, there was an ambulance waiting for us. Um, but I had, what I got told was the hospital at Stranraer, they couldn't deal with the situation, so they were moving me to Dumfries and Galloway Hospital. And it was only later when I had a look at my medical files, which I requested. Um, and it said that my heart stopped in the ambulance on the way to Dumfries and Galloway. And I don't know a thing about it. But I remember arriving at Dumfries and Galloway Hospital. Yes, I, I seriously think that they, you know, well, you know, like some people might say this is a bit of a daft idea, but that there's a like a book or like a, a timeline that we have to fulfil. Yeah. Until we fulfilled it, that is our destiny. Some people's destinies are a little bit shorter than others. I can't explain why. I don't understand I why. I would have to agree with you. I think we're all kind of predestined to... We have the option of free will. That isn't in question. I mean, how we deal with things and how we our life progresses. We do have free will, but there are certain things that are, you are meant to experience in this lifetime. So I, I would agree with you on that. Well, I had some weird and wonderful theories about 
things. I, I, I've i got two theories. One's a bit more controversial than the other. The first theory is okay. God is an energy force, like a white light or whatever. And when we die, our energy force joins his energy force like a hive. We all become okay. like one big, great, big hive. Okay. Which I think is possible. I mean, I can't prove it. I have to go die and come back and say, Hi, Kaz, this is true. I don't quite want to get there first yet, but you know what I mean? Well, just don't go dying to prove the point. <laughs> no, no, it's a bit, a bit drastic. And the second point, the second one is my little bit of controversy, but it's only a theory, and I like to put it out there because I think it's a good debate. Yeah. God is schizophrenic. Because wow. we, according to the Bible, mm-hmm. I think the Bible says it, are made in God's image. Now, we are both okay. good and bad. It's not a scientific point. But it's good worth debate. The thing is, you have to have good and bad. You have to have that balance. Everyone is not going to have good times all the time. We're going to have challenges. But from those challenges, we learn lessons. From those lessons, we grow spiritually. So... I think you have to have the good and bad. Yes, I mean, I think it is, that, that is why we, that's why there's so like, more people think I'm mad when I come up with it, but when they actually think about it, yeah, it, we are, we have to have both, because one can't exist without the other. Do you know something that is really funny about this, Mark? Yeah. I have actually got a show on Thursday and the topic is good versus evil. Well, see, look at that. <laughs> and I was meant to do it three weeks ago, but I had to cancel because um, I wasn't too well. Um, but that's exactly the things I'll be discussing. I've got two ladies from America joining me. Um, Bear Medicine Walker and Jamie Crashter. Please be well. Please be welcome to bring up my theory. I will bring up your theory, because Jamie is actually an ordained minister. So I will bring that up to her too. But she has some pretty radical views herself. So um, I do get what you're getting at, but I think to have balance, you have to have good and you have to have bad. So it's not, a, you know, I, I don't say it in stone, but I think yeah. it's a, like a good debate. I think good debates are healthy. Um, personally, on my own group, what I will do is I'll put up para question of the day um, and I will come up with a question. And sometimes it can turn into a heated debate. Sometimes there's two people comment on it. It just depends. But it's good to have those questions and have those things that you all discuss because there's lots of different perceptions. Well, different things. I, no, I had. I, I know the perception of time. I had a. I used to work in mental health. Okay. And um, I, I used to work with very severely mentally ill patients. Oh, but but I at the when they had lucid moments and they did have them, despite what people think. Yeah. We we would have a very good debate, and one of the debates I had was about the perception of time. And being that being that, right? I'll put it this way: you're a painter, you're painting the uh-huh. picture, right? Yeah. And as you're painting the picture, you, time seems to go very fast. But uh-huh. on the other side is the the model sitting, posing for the picture. Time goes slowly because you're watching someone work away, and, you, and your perception of time is slower. Then yes. their time, but it's the same time. Yeah. There's no difference. Yeah. But that is, it's not a new theory perception of time. I borrowed it a bit from an old series I used to work watch with James Burke some years ago. But that that's my version of it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, what are your views on time slips? 
What do you mean where we um, can't explain where something's happened for no reason? And we've just lost time. Oh, I lose time a lot. Or, or you've gone into a street and it's changed. It's changed into a very different era. Things like that, time slips. What do you think on that? Well, I personally have time slips of my own. Because of my yeah. condition, my small vessel disease of the brain, which affects my cognitive skills like memory, speech, and yeah. stuff like that. I have what I call mini... Well, I wouldn't call them fits, but I basically shut off from the world for a couple of minutes or seconds. There is, there is a street in Liverpool called Bold Street, I believe. Yeah, I believe it is Bold Street. Um, and it is well known for people who walk into it going into time slips. And the street seems to change back to Victorian times. And it's been reported over and over and over again that people have experienced that. Very weird, though, isn't it? Very strange phenomenon. It is a strange phenomenon. I've never, I've been in Bold Street a few times and never experienced it, but I have, heard, have read the reports about it. Well, it's similar to, I, I'm into cryptozoology as well. Yeah. And in the cryptozoology world, when you look at up, uh, most sightings, they yeah. tend to be on an, the, uh, oh, what's the word now? The, 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 the ley lines. Yeah. And they tend to be, if you go to a ley line sighting, they tend to be cryptid, UFO, ghost sightings, mostly on that line. I mean, it's not a scientific way of reporting it, but it's quite common. Yeah, but look at Stonehenge. Oh, That's yes. That's a perfect example of that. I was going to bring that up because, you know, I've, as I mentioned to people before, when we underestimate ancient man. We, yeah, think we, do. we think ancient man was this silly old man who carried an X ray in his head going, uh, 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 all day. And that yeah. was basically it. But. I'm sorry, you look at places like Stonehenge, for example, and you can Pendle see it's, be, it's built exactly where the sun rises and the moon. Exactly. Now, how did they work that out? If they were so because stupid. They, they tracked the moon cycles. They did track the moon cycles. They tracked the sun. They tracked... They didn't have clocks then, they didn't have uh, the things that we have now to track time. They had other methods of doing it, and the sun and the moon are a huge part of that. So, you've got to give them credit. I mean, they, they were probably a lot more skilled than we are, to be fair. That's I, what I think. <laughs> I also think part of them are still in our brain. Because I yeah. think that's what helps us perceive ghosts and cryptids and UFOs. Because in the environment that they lived in, they had to be highly in tuned to the environment. Yeah. Yes. I still think we have that ability. And some people tap into it more than others. Personally, I follow moon cycles. Um, I'm a bit of a moon baby. <laughs> as one of my daughters calls me you're a moon baby because I am totally attracted to the moon and I do follow the moon cycles um, and I'm very aware of the power that holds uh, the moon controls the tide it controls so many things and people don't give it the credit that it should have well I think I'm correct they don't that realize the body is made 80% of water, I think that's yeah. correct. So obviously we're going to be affected by it because it's pulling at our monocles in our body. Do you know, Mark, it's actually reported in hospitals that they have more casualties, accidents, and it's very well documented, and other things going off. Um, they have so many more people coming in on a full moon than they do any other time. Oh, I believe that, because yeah. as, as I said, I, when I worked in mental health, before yeah. or after mental, uh, um, full moon, 
you could definitely sense a change in the air. Yeah. And people might yeah. say, oh, well, that's a load of rubbish, but I'm sorry, I worked there for 10 years and I'm, I've seen it, experienced it and dealt with it, so... Well, there's people who don't believe that the full moon has any significance. There's people who will turn around and say the mood drastically changes in a full moon. There's people who literally feel like they're going crazy during a full moon. And I believe every one of them. Um, because that energy shift is absolutely massive. Well, I have a close friend of mine and he is seriously affected by... The moon. He he definitely has very bad um, like um, mood swings and that. And he admits to him. He doesn't lie about yes. him. Yes, I have um, a friend, and he literally has said to me, four days before the moon and four days after the full moon, we don't speak <laughs> because he argues with everyone. When there's a full moon, he gets into arguments left, right, and centre. His mood drastically changes. Because he can't handle the energy shift. It's just a strange. It's like I was saying to earlier, but we 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 borrowed a lot of paganism, or I don't know if yeah. that's the correct word, in Christianity because Emperor Constantine, yeah. for his sins, basically yeah. didn't like paganism or women because he wrote out yeah. the female disciples in the Bible, and he reorganized yeah. the Bible in his words. Not so. The original Bible has been diluted, and we have the the Bible that he basically rewrote. For he was yeah. for the Roman winning society. Yeah. And this is the version we got. I mean, I I also think it's like everything that like all things get elaborated. Yes. I don't mean it nasty. I don't mean it deliberately. No, either, I know, I know. But it's like I said to people, you go down the road, you go fishing, you catch a fish. You're not going to go back home and say, oh, the fish is only three, three inches long. You're going to say, oh, it's at least 12 foot long. You know. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's not exactly deliberately, but it's human nature. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, that was good to say. Now, do you cast spells? Do you know what? I'm more of a nature baby. I try and <laughs> work with nature. That's my way. People can take that as casting spells. They can. I don't go out of my way to cast spells. Um, and if I did do that which has been rarely it has been for the greater good you see that i watched a program the, the, other, is... the other day about voodoo okay it's on a program called dark tourism which is very interesting oh, yes I've, I've been watching that yeah you probably know the episode i'm on about yeah and um, basically the, f the first experience he had of being voodooism the person wanted him to be her disciple. Basically evolved blood, everything to do with voodoo evolved blood. But basically this type of voodooism wasn't bad. He basically had a nice time and it wasn't too bad. But then he went to the village where they, they practiced the darker side of it. And basically yeah. they, when he was possessed or whatever the word you like to use, they, mm -hmm. were, they they were inflicting self-harm on themselves and cutting themselves. And this is the image people perceive of Buddhism. That is true, but they've got to... This is the thing. Voodooism, Satanism, witchcraft, people have all these perceptions um, that aren't always good. Um, it's like everything else. It's there is good and bad and everything. That's the way I see it. Um, you have many types of witches. You have hedge witches, sea witches, witches, eclectic witches. You have storm witches. You have there is so many, and they're drawn to different things. But the f the fundamental thing is nature. 
Um, voodooism is not something I would participate in or entertain. Um, either in a good way or a bad way, isn't what I'm about personally. Personally, I'm about nature. I think nature sometimes likes to give us warnings and I think the recent heat wave that we've had is global warming. I don't care what President Trump would like to say. But, oh, nobody cares what he says. Uh, uh, <laughs> that but, man is an accident in action. I but, swear, he but, is just going to cause so much trouble. But I basically <laughs> think the planet sometimes likes to tell us, look, this is happening. Deal with it. Do something about it. Otherwise, this is going to get 20 times worse. The heat yeah. wave we've had now is going to be nothing. In 10, 20 years' time, it's going to be three times as worse. Well, you look at it, Mark. How many volcanoes, volcanoes have erupted this year? Loads. And we've exactly. had we've had massive flooding recently in exactly. India. More, mm-hmm. more than normal. I know they have moves monsoons regularly but they haven't had more rain than they've ever ever had exactly i mean i'm not saying there's magic answers there's no magic answers i mean we can do our little bit but the governments of the world have to stop being so greedy and start listening to the people and saying yeah we ought to do something do you know i mean i find it quite interesting um when I first moved to South Yorkshire, I moved here in 2010. And that summer, we had a summer like this. It was very, very, very hot. Um, and all summer, I've been saying we're going to have a really bad winter. We're going to have a bad winter. Because that year, the snow was falling that heavy. It actually did not stop snowing for two weeks. There was no break for two weeks. They had to have diggers and everything out trying to get people out of the houses. It was an absolute nightmare. But this is what happens. It's nature. And if you're not taking care of the planet, this is what's going to happen. Yes, I mean, it's a, as I say, people don't realise. And also, um, nature is... Like you say, an energy force that I think yes. that you say you tap into yet again because mm-hmm. you're in tune with it. Since I've been a small child, I mean, it's something I've had, I've done since I was a small child. I hate having things on my feet. Um, <laughs> obviously, as I've got older, I've realised why I'm like that. But I like to walk about on the grass, on the ground, on paving stones, whatever it is, in my bare feet. Obviously, I can't do that (laughs) everywhere. But that is me, even as a small child, having that connection to nature. My dad was very into nature, and he was Roman Catholic, but I have this love of growing things, nurturing things. And lots of people are now turning to that. They're now growing their own fruit and their own vegetables and... I think that can only be a good thing. Now, I was talking to someone the other day because we was talking about dietism and uh, mm-hmm. dwarfism, and I we was saying I was saying perhaps we still have giants and dwarfism, but like we have like tall people and small people, but yeah, um, but we forgot the stories, mm-hmm. oh, the so-called stories. And I think they intermix with our genetics. We intermixed with them and had relationships with them. But yeah. through time, it's been forgotten about. And that world has, it still exists. It's still saying, here I am. But we don't, we don't perceive it the same anymore. No, we don't. But I mean, I have a friend and he is six foot six. Me personally, I'm four foot 11. Now, to be a dwarf, you need to be four foot nine or under, so <laughs> I'm not a dwarf, but um, he is six foot six. 
and he literally sticks out like a sore thumb because he's so much taller than most people are. Um, but this is the thing, it's like everything else. People just... I don't think people look deep enough into things or research deep into things or the history of things. No, I think we... we well, it's only through things like doing these kind of podcasts that people willing to talk because unfortunately we have got the general data protection doodle bs Mm -hmm. stuff and i i I basically can't find things i used to find it's become so difficult to do research now (coughs) and that's a shame i actually had a conversation with um, a few friends and we were talking about libraries because I put a post up on my group saying I was spending the day at the library doing research um, and it's one of my favourite things to do I don't get to do it very often but I love to go to the library and look through old files and look through research and look through old newspapers and it's amazing the information that's contained in them but people don't use them or utilise libraries the way they should do. I but think they're, they're very good for getting information. I think it's the overuse of technology, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's a technical technological age, isn't it? So we rely on the tech stuff uh, rather than doing it the old-fashioned way, which is go to the library and go through all the files yourself. Well, it's a double-edged sword, because without technology, I wouldn't be able to talk to people across the world like the other day i'm talking to someone in california now the time zone over there was seven o'clock just gone seven o'clock in the morning in the afternoon and to me it's gone three o'clock in the morning so technically i have time traveled yeah and i have traveled across the country at the same time now years ago as you pointed out i would have to go on a boat Travel mm-hmm. for days on end, arrange yeah. to go and fix here, have a talk with them, then come back, remember what we talked about, and then write it down in some journal somewhere, mm-hmm. and it would probably all be forgotten. But now, with the age of technology, people could go back and archive things. Like They might say, oh, that was an interesting debate. I'll go back mm-hmm. to that debate and see what, see what I can learn. Yeah. See, it's... <sighs> One of the things I had brought up, which I think is really, really sad. (laughs) Um, Years ago, uh, old libraries, old churches, whatever, they stored, manually stored, records of every birth, death, marriage, census. As we go into a technical age, we're not going to have that. It's not going to be stored the same way. And there's something really nice about going and looking that up and going through the book and going through the list and finding that information. But we're, the age we're in now, everything's done by computer, which I find quite sad. Well, there's a lot of people that believe that aliens are us, a more advanced us, coming back basically to see how we were, like we are now, because of the well, use of technology. This is the thing. Um, when it comes to aliens and UFOs, I do believe there is other life forms. I do believe there is they do come and visit Earth. But I do also believe they are years and years ahead of us technologically in a way that we're never going to catch up. Um, it, it's a kind of strange one. Crop circles, I understand some crop circles are made by humans, but there's some of them that are so intricate and detailed and symmetrical and they weren't there five hours before and now they're there. There is no way humans have done that. I don't care what MD says, there's no way humans have done them all. Now, you look at the recent heat wave. Now, you're going to use this as an example because... They found ancient ruins of mm-hmm. places they never knew existed because of the heat yeah. wave. They yeah. they they haven't dried up. Yeah. 
and then you can see the outline of faults or ancient old monuments. I don't know; it's not quite the same, but I, that's just a, like I'm just saying it, that's yeah, you know, that wasn't ma- that was man-made, obviously. But that, how many centuries old is that? That's like God knows how many centuries old. Well, you look at Egypt. Um, in the past two months, they have found another burial chamber. Um, they're currently going through that, but they've also found a mummification chamber. They've not found that before, but they found this mummification chamber where they had taken people to be mummified. There's a lot of stuff happening this year <laughs> with volcanoes going off and things being found and extreme weather. Well, as I said, it's just that we, I think, <coughs> uh, it's like the other day I had a debate about Adolf Hitler. Now, yeah. th- now I don't mean this to offend people, and I, think, I keep mentioning it because people think I'm a bit crazy. But okay. I just say, you've got to admire him in one way, because basically he rallied a, com- a complete country to believe in his belief to get a better world. And I don't agree with what they did, obviously. No. But the motivation no. that he used, is it, you've got to admire it in, in that way. Because basically Germany was left like in, in the doghouse. It was basically left with nothing after World War One. We basically we said go, goodbye. Had... He is a very... Manipulative control in man. Um, and he played that very cleverly, that's the way I would say it. The atrocities he caused are horrendous, they're horrific. To this day, they're horrific. Um, people are still suffering the after effects of what he caused. Um, I actually got into an argument. <laughs> But somebody online because they said, well, you think about it, Adolf Hitler wasn't the worst murderer in the world. And I thought, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, as I say, and... I don't agree with what was done, but I I think people, if they looked at history properly, <coughs> they, could yeah. see, they, can, they can see what I mean to a principle, the point that he, as you say, he manipulated a nation. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a, a skill that I think politicians of today have learned to do. I think you look at today are just as manipulative. You look at someone like Donald Trump and he's a nightmare. <laughs> if you look how he's able to manipulate the people he wanted to get the vote from, I think he borrowed a little bit from Hitler in that way. Not the complete other stuff. But you know what I mean? Yeah. The way how he can manipulate the media to his way of thinking and he uses it as a weapon against people and I don't think that's right Um, the thing is if we're talking about Donald Trump what he forgets is those people he was saying he wanted to deport and stop coming in and whatever they have made America what it is do you think America would have grown the way it has or the USA would have grown the way it has without those people and those people working and those people putting in? No, of course it wouldn't. Um, I don't like the man. I don't like his politics. But to be fair with you, I don't like most politics. So. No, I, I don't like the attitude that some people say. You like then I keep saying to people, when we have a terror attack, it's made deliberately to make us hate somebody. The people that we meant to hate. Uh, I'm not going to go into the ethics about it, but I mentioned a minority. You, you know, like, like red flag events. Yeah, you know, like bombings yeah. and things like that. They made to hate, make us hate people because they win. If we hate the people that they yeah. are meant to represent, they have won. Because they've achieved that hate. Because that's what they thrive on. That is their power. That's their real power. Yeah. Um, personally, for me, 
I judge people as they are. I have some fantastic friends that are Muslim, I have friends that are Jewish, I have friends that are Buddhism, I have friends that are pagan, Catholic, Christian. I don't believe in judging people solely on their beliefs or their colour or I don't I don't think people are very much very They're too trusted in governments. Put it that way. Well, there's two two facts in life that people keep forgetting. We're born and we die. And then we've all got that in common. Don't matter who you are, what religion you are, who you hate and who you don't hate. That is Mm -hmm. the one thing we've all got in common. So that's Mm -hmm. the way I treat people. That's the way I do too. I mean, you talked about Adolf Hitler. I was invited to go to Auschwitz. And personally, for me, it's a one location in the world. I will not go. I can't go. I just could not do it. Um, and that, that is basically because of everything that happened there. It's horrific. I, I can't do that. I think it's one of those That's places in the world that you would pick up a lot of energy force. Hell of a lot of energy force. Being an empath, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. No, I think I think it's important that we don't rewrite history, though. Well, it's very important, but if you look at it, you get rid of one dictator, another one turns up. Well, yes, That's I mean... That's a very sad fact. It's a sad fact, whether we like it or not. I mean, Hitler was gone and we got Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein was gone and we got Al-Qaeda. Do you know what I mean? It's... You've got to have the good and the bad, but you never forget the bad, do you? No. The really bad, you never forget. It's etched in everybody's brains, sadly. It's, it's, it's like when we watch the news, unfortunately. I think we've come numb to violence. There is... I had a conversation the other day about London. For some reason, there's an extraordinary amount of violence in London at the moment with stabbings and it just seems to have escalated this year I don't know why it's escalated but it's escalated this year but I've never become numb to it it horrifies me to be honest oh no I don't I don't agree with violence for violence sake no. I mean, I, I mean, I know I do karate, but I would not. People, you don't learn a martial art to beat people up. It's the opposite. People don't realise that martial arts is to help benefit you, not going yes, out and. It's con- martial arts to me are discipline and control, and to disarm a situation. That's the way I look at martial arts. That's not, that is true. See. Yeah, again, it's how you use something, isn't it? Yes, that's true. That is very true. I know. I mean, I don't like the word political correctness. I think it. my main concern about political correctness is you look at the world of comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to use the 70s as an example. Mm-hmm. Because during the 70s, we had probably comedies now that have never been made in a million years. Yeah. You know the ones I'm talking about. Oh yeah. But if you look to them per, if you look at them per correctly and not judge them on what people told you about, mm-hmm. most of them the protagonists got as good as each other. Yeah. They it was tit for tat. You know, he wasn't all one sided as people thought it was. Well, I mean no it wasn't. It never this is the thing, it's become so difficult to... They say we have freedom of speech, but you have a whole list of ways you can offend people these days that before they would have kind of went, taken it on the chin or had a discussion about it, or but now it's like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't say this, you can't say that. Billy Connolly, prime example, best Scottish comedian ever, I just love Billy. 
But he says what he thinks. People wouldn't necessarily... Some of the things now that he has said in the past, people would be horrified by. I used to like Dave Allen as well. He used to take the mic yeah. out of church severely. He, yeah. wouldn't be, he wouldn't be allowed that now. He would not. Oh, goodness, no. I mean, look at Boris Johnson when he made... If people actually looked at what he wrote, <laughs> yeah. he was, you know, he said about the, we won't go into detail, but he mentioned certain things about yeah. a certain habit. About a pe- certain dress. Yeah, certain dress. A certain way of dressing. Yeah, and he was totally taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people are very easily offended. Um, I believe it's, we have a responsibility to be respectful of people. We do need to be respectful, but there are issues and things that you can't sugarcoat or just gloss over. I hate well. the word that you can't use the word N men's an hour. Yeah. But it's used regularly in certain type of music. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I find, yes, I can understand why in some terms, because I think a lot of it goes back to the fact that when we enslaved people to come on from their countries, ripped mm-hmm. them away, took them away, dumped them into sugar plantations, treated them like absolute, like worse than a dog, the dog got a better life, and that 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 has stayed within that really the history behind that. Yeah. And I can understand why they want to they empower that word. I'm not. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. The only problem I have is if I said that word now, on this show, I yeah. could be technically legally done for it. Yeah. Because it's classed as offensive, but people, when things are being said, people have to look at the context in which it's being used. Not just the fact of the word or how the word is used or whichever word it is that may be classed as offensive. Um, you have to look at the context in which that word is being used or that phrase is being used. Well, I don't mind taking a mickey at myself because I have. I mean, oh, I've got. I got. I got mental health issues. I got OCD. I've yeah. had it for years, and I. I joke. I got. I got dark humour from care work. Dark humour yeah. works because if you you obviously know yourself, dark humour is important. It's part of it. I mean, there are some things that are incredibly difficult and hard to process, and you have that dark humour about it. But that's our way of numbing ourselves to it. That's the way I see it. There's nothing wrong with that. I think. As I say, this is why I'm against political correctness, because I use the example of, you go down the park, you look at a kid playing on a swing, you think, God, that was me once upon a time. But you think to yourself, oh, better not hang around too long, because people might think I'm a pervert. Now, that's you perceiving that. No one's told you that. But because of the in and out of information out there online and all that mm-hmm. you yeah. are so worried that people are going to think that you don't hang around anymore you just move on well this is the thing i mean i've had many conversations about with my own children um because as a child i used to get up in the morning have my breakfast take off on my bike and come home when i was hungry Literally, we would just summer holidays, we would take off all our friends, we'd go on our bikes, take off the whole day. Parents didn't worry about us, we didn't have phones, we didn't have any of that. But there was a kind of open knowledge between everyone that if you saw a group of children at the lake or the park or whatever, the adults run about would actually be looking after them. Nowadays, that doesn't happen as much. Uh, there's too many things, bad things, sadly, have happened with children, and I can understand why people think like that. 
The trouble is, if they actually looked into the evidence, because I can back it up, because I actually yeah. dealt with people with with those kind of problems. Um, ninety mm. percent of it is family related. Okay. I'm not going to mention any details because obviously that's yeah. not fair. Yeah. But ninety percent of it is within the family. Yeah, I'm not agreeing. That... I'm not agreeing with what they do. I'm not condoning it in any shape or any form. Personally, um, for me, uh, there was an incident about four years ago. Uh, we have a park near where I live, and there was three incidents within the space of, say, six weeks. One of these incidents involved my daughter, to the point where myself and my next-door neighbour took it upon ourselves to make a petition and we walked around our whole local area knocking on doors asking people to sign the petition saying why there was three crimes logged nobody had been arrested um, and we got CCTV put up in that park we got the council to do that we had a fight on our hands I had to argue with the mayor <laughs> but we did eventually get it but we had to because things aren't the same as they were say 30 or 40 years ago it just isn't the same mark I know it's a very sad world we live in it is it is it's drastically changed I can remember the days I can remember my sister years and years ago she used to go down to visit the rabbit down to yeah. the bottom of the fact and we used to be able to see her from the garden so she's walked yeah. down there everybody knew everybody in this state you know we only lived in a small state Everyone knew who you were, or at least knew where you lived. Exactly. And then one, then one day, then there was a knock on the door. I mean, my mum's the door. It was somebody from the social services saying that she was neglecting her child. It's crazy. And we went, well, we know where she is. We can see her from the garden. Yeah. And then we had to stop her going. That's a shame, isn't it? I thought. That is a shame. I thought. I thought back then, I thought, well, that, that, this, this is, oh, I don't want to know what, ghosts are trying to interfere then. Um, <laughs> um, but, yes, I think, as I say, this, this is why I like debates like this, but I think this has been a very good debate myself. Yeah, it has. I mean, like you said, years ago, all the adults knew who we were, they knew who our parents were, they knew where we lived. We were safe. We could go around, we could go off on our bikes. Uh, nine times out of ten, we were, we were just going bike rides, we were going to the local reservoir, we were collecting um, frogs and ladybirds and we weren't up to anything bad. But you're in a technological age now and it's a very, very different thing. There's dangers through computers, through phones, through information. Just information is dangerous. There's people who groom children online and also it's it's a dangerous age. It's all changed. Yes, I always tell people who exactly who I am before they previously. Because sometimes when I say to people, yes, I'm 56, blah, 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 they say, are you really 56? I say, yeah. I said, I don't lie to people. I'm 56, married, got stepkids, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then you think, oh, no, you can't. You, you're obviously lying. And then they show my profile. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't lie like that because it's important not to lie about that. I mean, sometimes I've talked to some kids. I've accidentally, I, I, somebody, I, use, I do Zanker FM. And one day yeah. I was talking to someone and they, I knew there was a kid. And I said, why are you talking to me? I'm an adult. You should be having an adult at least in the room with you. Yeah. And you shouldn't be talking to me at all. And I kept saying it over and over and over again, just because yeah. I wanted to make sure I said it. And they didn't, they didn't care. They just carried on talking to me. Oh, this is a thing. It's a dangerous age. Like I said. It is... You've got WhatsApp and Messenger and Skype and Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram and we didn't have any of that. We were too busy doing our own thing. We actually went out and did things. That's the difference. 
<laughs> now, Kaz, would you like to give any links that people would like to follow your show? Um, if you would like to listen to our show, you could find it on Parasearch Radio group page. Um, we also have a website, which is parasearch.org. Um, I also have my own paranormal group, which anyone is welcome to join. That's called the Entity Seeker UK, because I'm a solo investigator. Um, obviously, friends join me. Um, but no, that's where you can find all the information of what I'm up to. Yeah. And um, now, would you... Would you mind if I shared one of your episode, your podcast, or my podcast? Because I always like Absolutely to. Absolutely not. No, help I, yourself. I, They're all on YouTube as well. I like, like, like to do that. I like to do. I like to share them because I think that's important. I always ask yes, permission. I always ask permission first because I think mean, if I talk to a guest, I like to showcase what they do. Yeah. Because you know that's what I like to do. Well, I've lots going on this year, so. And you may, it, it, if you look me up on Google, you may find I am quite eclectic. Okay. Look up Mark Anthony Rains, aka Ghostman, and you'll probably uh-huh. find 96 plus entries. Wow. Because. Wow. <laughs> basically, I do comedy, I sing, I podcast, I write. Basically, uh, paranormal research, I do a lot for charity. Um, At the moment, just set up a new group on Facebook called Paranormal Charity Warriors. Sorry, couldn't get my words out. Um, Because my friend, who's also a paranormal investigator, and two of her friends, I did a radio show um, two weeks ago called Paranormal Mums for Charity. Joanne's son, she has four sons, but her youngest son, Sean, suffers from lipodystrophy, which for anyone who doesn't understand means that his body doesn't store fat, so he looks a lot older than he is. Yeah, I see. Uh, I know the man. Yes, I've I've seen images, yeah. yeah. Now, would you please share that? I, I belong to a group called Lincolnshire Spirit Seekers group and I am the admin on the official group so please share all that on the group and I'll I'll do that um, because we they they are they are community based because yeah they want the the own well co-owner called Martin Alley wants to create a big community like intimate everybody joins each other we're all one that kind of attitude and please share it because I think this it's is, that's important in life. Get some good out I, of things. I think we are quite privileged to do what we do. We have a passion for the paranormal. Uh, we have a voice we can use to get things across, and we can use it to help a lot of people in lots of different things. So I think we're quite privileged. We get to do something we love. Please share your links in your message page for me, because I'd like to do a blog post. Okay. And in my blog post, I, I include the, the podcast that we're doing, all the links uh-huh. available, pictures, everything mm-hmm. you want me to share, I'll share it. Oh, and, thank you. That's very kind of And you. it's a lot easier for people to find the podcast that way. That's true. <laughs> and because sometimes some people have to download apps and they don't. some people don't want to do that. But I am available on Spotify. True. If anybody wants to listen to me on Spotify, I am available. Oh, you're on Spotify too. Yes, it's uh, under the Holes of Mark show. I also do my, I, I do a live show tomorrow tomorrow night on s- Sunday, seven yeah. to nine EST time, which is basically at uh, seven to eight, sorry, which is midnight to one o'clock, live. Wow. It's a live show. Yeah. So anything that goes wrong, I have to think on my feet. I did one episode <laughs> where basically the, the person I talked to buggered off. Oh, bless. <laughs> and I had to basically waffle the whole other part of the episode and make mm-hmm. it a load of BS up from my head. Oh. For a whole hour. 
See, this is the joy of live podcasting. <laughs> if your guest seems is having technical issues, then you have to think on your feet. <laughs> so, we've had a nice chat, and i like to do yeah. a bit of a sign-off, Kaz, if you don't okay. mind. You want me to do a sign-off? We could both do one. I'll do one first, and you do one. Is that okay? Yeah, no, you do it. <laughs> My sign-off? Okay, ready, Kaz? Thank you, Kaz, for being on my show. We had a great chat, don't you know? I think out there in the universe one day, we shall meet as spirits and say, hello, have a good day. So thank you and good night. Awesome. Thank you and good night. (laughs) How do you think that went, Kaz?